with you. Can we welcome all of our campuses in together today? Come on, come on, let's let them know. We are so glad to be together. I hope you had a great 4th of July holiday. And on behalf of our entire staff, I want to say to you, thank you. Thank you for allowing us to take a break so we could do the same thing that you were doing, rest and find a little joy and spend time with those relationships that mean the most to us. See, that's what we have been doing. We are right in the middle of our 60 days of rest, joy, and relationships. And if you have not been tracking with us, can I just invite you, come on. This is the perfect time to get on board with us. Pick up that reading plan. Follow us on social media because we still have a lot of great summer left ahead and I don't want you to miss out on it. So we are in the middle, y'all. It is the middle of July. And did you know that something very interesting happens every year right around this time? There is something interesting specifically in North Texas that happens every year right around this time. See, every single North Texan has a common fear. Now, if you're joining us outside of the North Texas area, you may not know this, but you should. And if you have just moved here from someplace else, you definitely need to know that every single North Texan has one common fear, and that fear gets exposed around this time every single year. Now, you may think it's the fear of all the poisonous snakes we have around here, because we do have us some Texas rattlesnakes, and we have copperheads and cottonmouths, and they are vicious, and yeah, but that's not the fear. You may think it's a fear of tornadoes because North Texas is right in the middle of Tornado Alley. We are right there. But that's not the fear either. You see, the fear that every single North Texan has about this time of year gets revealed when we have been outside and it's 110 degrees in the shade and we are hot and we are sweaty and we are right on the verge of being irritable and so we go to our house and we open our door and we anticipate that wonderful conditioned cool air <laughs> and we step in and it's, it's still and it's hot, and fear begins to tremble through our veins, and with a tremoring voice we say, I think my air conditioner has just stopped working. That is a fear of every single North Texan, and if you are a native North Texan, you, they are clapping. You know this fear, you have felt this fear, and you know it is critical that you do whatever it takes to keep that fear from becoming a reality. Okay, I'm a fifth generation Texan. And I have found the key to be free from the fear, okay? Now, the key to be free from the fear is you've just got to make sure that you pay attention to your unit and you keep it toxin-free by keeping that filter clean. See, there's this filter. It's a filter on every air conditioning unit, and it gets all kind of gunk in it. And the purpose of it is to let the good stuff in, but to keep the bad stuff, all the toxins out. And you've got to make sure you check on that bad boy real lot and keep it clean, now, I'm getting a little concerned because some of y'all are looking at me like you have absolutely no idea what I'm even talking about. And then there's others of you that are saying, honey, when's the last time we checked our filter? And you're starting to even panic as I say this. Okay, listen, we don't have to live in fear. We do not have to live in fear. We just have to regularly keep our air conditioning unit in check, check that filter, get the toxins out, and we'll be fine. Now, why in the world? Did I tell you that story? I'll tell you why, because I think that is a really accurate picture of us 
and how we live our spiritual life. Let me explain. An air conditioning unit can be brought down when toxins clog up the filter. We can be brought down when the toxins of this world clog up our heart. I mean, think about it. When the circumstances of your world gets a little hot, when things get a little bit warm and uncomfortable, the condition of your heart is really, really important right around that time. Because if your heart is all clogged up with toxins of the world, trust me, it's going to impact your rest, joy, and relationships. I mean, look at the parallel, rest. Do you know how hard it is to rest at night when it is a hot house? Do you know how hard it is to rest when you have the toxin of anger burning in your soul? Joy. There's not a lot of joy in a stuffy house. And you know what? It's really hard to find joy when our minds are stuffed with toxins of worry and anxiety. Relationships. Man, you, nobody wants to be in a hot house full of people. And really nobody wants to be around somebody who has a toxic, hot attitude of criticism. And just like that air conditioning unit, it's not one tiny little feather. It's not one tiny little toxin that's going to bring it down. It's when toxin after toxin after toxin hits that filter and all of a sudden it gets clogged up and wait, it just shuts down. Well, the same is true of our heart. It's not just that one little offense that's going to take us out. It's when that one little offense has to share space with frustration and bitterness and disappointment and all of these other things. And before you know it, one day... We will just shut down. The toxins of the world, if they clog our heart, it will shut us down. And this is why God tells us it is so important that we guard our heart. Many of you may know this verse. It's in Proverbs 4. God tells us, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. See, to put a guard on your heart, you can think of it almost like it's putting a, a filter on your heart. And you make sure that you have something in place that lets the good stuff in, but it keeps the bad stuff out. And I don't know if you noticed, but guard, is, it's like a verb. It's, like, it's proactive. It can be. And that's what God's telling us. You've got to be active about guarding your heart. Why? Because it is so very valuable. Can I paint a picture for you? Can you just imagine in your mind with me? Can you think of like a really, really expensive jewelry store? And outside of that jewelry store is a guard. And he pulls down that, you know, that steel gate thing that they kind of pull down. Now, let me ask you, if that guard is doing a good job, if it's doing a good job, what does he look like? Isn't he awake? He's alert. He's aware. He's seeing everything that's coming. And if something good is coming, he lifts the filter or the gate and lets it in. But if something bad's coming, he keeps it out. And that guard probably knows the value of everything in that store, all that jewelry. And if he doesn't know the value, you can bet the owner knows the value, and he is counting on that guard to do his job. Okay, that's my picture. If I asked you to draw me a picture of what does it look like right now for you guarding your heart, what would your picture look like? Would you be standing there awake and ready and alert? Would you have a filter in place to let the good stuff in but keep the toxic stuff out? And if you say, oh, I never, never really thought about it that way before, that's okay. It just might mean that you've forgotten the value of your heart, but God hasn't. 
See, this is why, you'll hear this a lot around Valley Creek. You'll hear us say, hey man, how's your heart? How's your heart? I remember the first time that I was actually part of the staff team and somebody asked me that. Hey Becca, how's your heart? I was like, um, my cholesterol runs a little high from time to time, but I, I think I'm okay. Okay, we may not all have a cardiac heart condition, but trust me, we all have a heart condition. And we need to know the condition of our heart. Because if we have a toxic heart, we're going to have a toxic life. But if we have a healthy heart, we're going to have a healthy life. And so when we ask a lot, hey, how is your heart? It's really an invitation to take inventory on all parts of your life. How is your work life? How is your home life? How is your spiritual life? Because when we take inventory of everything out there, it reveals to us the condition of what's going on in here. Because I can tell you, whatever's going on out there, it got its start in here. And even if we think that it's just little bitty things that are wrong in here, eventually those little bitty toxins in here can become great big toxins out there. I think we got a real good picture of that in this past year. I mean, let's all, let's all be honest. 2020, she came with a ton of toxins, man. And so if you could just hypothetically imagine with me, let's go back and imagine what your heart looked like in January of 2020. Okay, let's say that your heart was good, man. It was clean, it was healthy, all was doing so good. And then early in the year, some little fragments started coming in of unknown. You're like, ah, it's just little fragments. And then pretty quickly after that, some pebbles of fear started hitting your heart. Fear does not travel alone. He brings his three cousins, doubt, worry, and anxiety. They're a toxic trio. They go with him everywhere he goes. And then before you know it, there were some massive toxins that started coming in. Toxins like absolute panic and anger and fury and rage. And all of these toxins started hitting our heart. And for over a year, our souls waged war against a lot of worldly toxins. And I think that it's possible that some of those toxins may have hidden in our heart because they kind of hid in the familiarity of the chaos. And I almost wonder, are there any of them still there? Did you know that they could be there and that you don't even know it? The psalmist knew that. Look at this verse in Psalms 19. It says, how can I know all these sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. The psalmist is saying, I, I, I don't know. These, hox, these toxic, are, they're hidden in my heart. But God, I want you to cleanse me from them. And what are they doing? They're lurking. Lurking. I don't know what lurking looks like to you, but for some reason my hands need to go like this because lurking <laughs> looks like that to me. It's like they're sneaking and they're hiding and there's nothing good. I don't know a good lurking thing. Do you all know a good lurking thing? Nothing good lurks. And so it's this opportunity to say, okay, is it possible? Is it possible that we have some sin some hidden toxin that's lurking on the backside of our heart and we're not even aware of it. Because see, when toxins first come at us, the Holy Spirit will make us aware. He will say, woohoo, you got a toxin, baby. He's coming right at you, he's coming right at you. And if we don't heed his warning and if we don't deal with that toxin, then all of a sudden we'll start saying, ah, you know, it's, it's not so bad and we rationalize it and we justify it and then we tolerate it. And when we begin to tolerate a toxin, the Holy Spirit's voice gets really hard to hear. And it's not because he's quit speaking. It's because we've quit listening. 
And we think, man, if only we could like be like sharp. If only we could like stay aware, be always aware of when the toxin is coming our way. And I'll tell you what, there is a people group that does this better than anybody I know. Do you know who it is? Students. Students, you guys are so smart up here and you're so sensitive in here. And students know. You know when you're in a toxic situation. It's when you walk into a place and all of a sudden you're going, there's a weird vibe in here. You, you're just like, man, I, something just feels off. And it can be in a classroom. It can be at a party. It can be in a house. And student, you know, you're like, something's off. Okay, that's the Holy Spirit throwing up a flare for you, saying you got a toxic situation here. And in that very minute, when you realize it, you've got a decision to make. Are you going to stay or are you going to go? Yeah. You going to stay or are you going to go? Yeah. Now, Every single adult right now, inside of the heart, they're going, run, student, run. They want you to get away, and they want you to get out of there. And you know what? They're actually right. But adults, can I ask you a question? Do we run? Do we run from that toxic office party? Do we put a guard over our heart with that toxic social media feed? I mean, do we, like, remove ourselves from those relationships that are nothing but gossip? Can I tell you, gossip is like glue on your heart, and every toxin known to mankind is going to stick. So, adults, do we run from what we tell our next gen to run from? Or do we say, ah, it's, it's a high cost to pay, man, that's a high price. I mean, if I run from that office party, that's going to cost me, it's going to cost me my promotion. Oh, if I, if I pull back from my social media feed, I'm an influencer, that's going to cost me followers. Or, oh, if I step back from those relationships, well, you know, that's, that's going to, like, I have to show them Jesus. Okay, baloney. <laughs> Listen, we need to run just as hard as we expect and hope that our next gen does, because I'm going to tell you something. When we start to get to the place to where the pain of repentance feels higher than the pain of tolerance, boy, we've dropped the guard off our heart. Wow. Let me say it to you this way. If the price to leave feels higher than the price to stay, we've dropped the guard off our heart. Because I'm going to tell you the truth, there is a cost to tolerating toxins. We may not feel it at the first. It's kind of like maxing out a credit card. It's a lot of fun in the process, but when you've got to pay for that thing, yeah, not, not so much. And the whole time, the whole time, the Lord is going, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You're being shaped by the world and you don't even know it. He tells us this in Romans 12. Romans 12, he says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He's saying, listen, don't be conformed to the pattern of the world. Do you know what a pattern is? A pattern is simply a repetition that leads to a new norm. That's all a pattern is. It's a repetition that leads to a new norm. And that new norm can be a higher norm or it can be a lower norm. It depends on the source of the pattern. And the world is throwing toxic pattern cues at us all day, all the time. It's coming through the news. It's coming through your phone. It's coming through your TV. It's coming through Netflix. It's coming through Disney. Did she say Disney? She said Disney. It's coming at you in the marketing as you're standing in your grocery store checkout line. All day, every day, the world is throwing cues at us. 
And here's what I'm saying to you and saying to me. If we don't recognize this, then all of our summer's worth of rest, joy, and relationship, it can go right out the door on one trip to Target. But God is saying it doesn't have to be that way. We do not have to conform. We just have to be willing to be transformed and renew our mind. Now, transforming your mind, it is not an attitude adjustment. It is not the power of positive thinking. It is not self-help. It is letting the Holy Spirit, the almighty God of the universe, take our minds, completely change them and transform them, get the toxins out and give us his true perspective. That's what transformation looks like. That's what transformation looks like. And the reason that it's so important is because God knows that our heads and our hearts are connected. Proverbs 23 tells us this. It says, as any man, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Fascinating. Tells me that my head is connected to my heart. So if my heart is toxic, my thoughts will be toxic. And thoughts develop beliefs, and beliefs become behavior. So if I have a toxic thought life, I've got a toxic life. But let me tell you, you do not have to live in bondage to a toxic thought life. Those thoughts of, the thoughts of worry and depression and lust and anxiety and all those things that are plaguing our minds, you do not have to live with a toxic thought life. We just have to be willing to renew our mind and to let God completely transform us. It's like letting Jesus give us a pair of kingdom glasses so that we can see what's grown hidden to us because it's been lurking there. And in one minute, in one minute, Jesus can take away the toxins and he can give you a testimony that is more powerful than you can even imagine. We see this in Matthew chapter eight. In Matthew chapter eight, we see a man who had leprosy. So the toxins of his disease had literally eaten away parts of his body. Kind of like toxins can eat away our mind and our heart and our dreams. Jesus saw this man. He had compassion on this man and he healed him. He removed the toxins. He restored his body completely, fully in an instant. But look at what he says to this healed man afterwards. Y'all gotta get ready. This is amazing. Look at Matthew 8. After he healed him, Jesus said, don't talk about this all over town. Just quietly present your healed body to the priest along with the appropriate expression of thanks to God. Your cleansed and grateful life, look at this, not your words, will bear witness to what I have done. Did y'all know that was in the Bible? Look at that. I mean, that's pretty amazing. He is saying your cleansed and grateful life will do the talking for you. But when we aren't cleansed and we have got toxins all within us, I'm not so sure we're grateful. I don't know if this man was grateful before Jesus healed him. I mean, you have got, it's so hard for us to get, but please try to get this with me. You've got to understand what this man's life was like. The toxins of leprosy had literally eaten his body. Probably his nose was gone. His ears were gone. It cost him his job. It cost him his family. It cost him community. It cost him the ability to even have something as basic and pure as the love of human touch. All of that was taken from him. And in Jesus, all of that was given back to him in an instant. So can I ask you a question? 
Based on that, based on what Jesus gave him, I want to ask you, what is an appropriate expression of thanks for that? Based on what he did, what is an appropriate expression? What is it? I was thinking about this, and I thought, man, if I was there, and if I saw that whole thing go down, and if this dude turned around to Jesus and was like, thanks, bro, and gave him a high five and walked away, if that was his expression of gratitude, you know what I would be? I would be appalled at that. And as soon as that thought came into my head, the spirit came into my heart and said, really, Becca? Well, what does your life look like? What is my expression of gratitude for what God has done for me? Is it appropriate? It's a big question. Maybe it's a question you want to ask yourself. Is yours appropriate? Listen, gratitude is like supernatural WD-40. If we could get us a good old thick layer of gratitude on our hearts, you know what would happen? There would not be a single toxin that could stick to it. They would just slide right off. And it would be so easy for us to live and talk about Jesus all the time. But we get all tense and tangled up when somebody says, talk about Jesus. And why? It's because we think we have to have words. We think we have to be theologians. Can I tell you, this verse tells me we don't. It tells me we have to be showologians. I think hope carriers need to be showologians. We need to show Jesus. We need to show what we believe. How do we do that? We do that when we remove the toxin of hate and we replace it with love. When we remove the toxin of entitlement and we replace it with some gratitude. We got to show what's inside by living it on the outside. So I'm going to tell you something. I firmly believe that 21st century leprosy is real. It is just not on the outside of our skin. It is on the inside of our heart. But I'm telling you something, it is every bit as visible to the people who watch our lives. So what do we do? <laughs> Second Corinthians tells us what to do. It says God does his part, but we've got our part. And this is what our part is. It says that we've got to cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or our spirit. We have to take ownership. And we have to do our part. And the reason that this is so urgent, and the reason you're kind of hearing that urgency in me, is because we learned a lesson in 2020. We cannot control the toxins of the world coming at us. No more than you and I can go outside and control what's coming into our air conditioning filter. We can't control that. We can't control the world's toxins coming at us. And you say, oh, yeah, I can. I'll just remove myself from the world. That's not going to work either. Because not all of the toxins are out there. So then what do we do? You say, great, what do we do? How do we cleanse ourselves? Okay, I'm going to give this to you really quick. If you're a note taker, grab that pencil and get ready because we're going to go fast. Five steps for a toxic-free heart, okay? Five steps for a toxic-free heart. Here we go. First thing that we've got to do is we've got to engage the word of God. Psalm 119 says, the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple I love this verse. Do you know why I love this verse? Because what does it say? It says, when we engage with the Bible, it's like unfolding the words, and it gives light. It's almost like having a supernatural flashlight. And you know what we find with supernatural flashlights? We see what's lurking. And, it, and then what do we do? Well, we have understanding 
understanding comes to even the simple. This is why this gives me so much comfort, y'all. I am not the sharpest crayon in the box. I don't know if you are or not, but this helps me to know. All I have to do is understand that the Word of God is not a book to be intellectually understood. It is a supernatural gift to be unfolded like a present. And when we do that, and we use that flashlight, and we look and we see, then we do what we've been doing since we were in first grade. We go show and tell. Y'all remember in elementary school, we used to do show and tell all the time. That's all we have to do. If we want a toxic-free heart, we've got to engage the Word of God. Second thing, we have to repent to gain the perspective of God. Acts 3 It says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come. This is telling us when we got toxins, we need refreshing. Why? Because we're exhausted. It's exhausted to live with toxins in our life. And I think we realize that, but here's where it gets dangerous. We start trying to find refreshment apart from God. And that's when I think we get real dangerous with what I call a comfort toxin. You say, what is a comfort toxin? Okay, a comfort toxin is something that in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with it. It's something like eating and shopping and golfing and watching TV. Nothing wrong with those things. But if they begin to bring us comfort in here and do the job of the Holy Spirit, which is to be the comforter, we're on a slippery slope. When they begin to let us deny our problem instead of dealing with our problem, they become a comfort toxin. So God says, I've got your answer. I want you to be refreshed. I want you to be refreshed. I want you to get rid of those toxins. But we've got to repent. We've got to go back and see things from God's perspective. Third thing, we've got to declare the promises of God. Praise the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. His benefits and his promises are the same thing. Okay. This is the secret sauce. This, I think, is the most powerful weapon we have against toxins of the world. Because if we are in Jesus, the enemy cannot destroy us, but he will come at it with everything he's got to defeat and discourage us. That is his one-two toxic punch. He will come at you, and he will defeat you and me, and he will discourage you and me. And so it is in those moments that we, the only thing we can really rage war with is saying, but what is the promise that God has given me? And Psalm 103, it is chock full of benefits or promises of God. I wanted to put them all up here, but they wouldn't let me because there's too many of them. So just take a look at this. Look at, here's a few of them. Here's a few of them. If you find yourself dealing with the toxic of self-condemnation. Oh, why did I do that? Why did I do that thing? I know better. I know better than to do that thing. Okay, you pull this out, and I think it helps sometimes just to tell God what he told us. You said that you would forgive all my sin. So even when I can't forgive myself, you said you would forgive all my sin. And I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it until that promise becomes planted and it roots out the toxins in my heart. What about this one? He promises that he would heal all our diseases. We tend to think of that as like physical disease, and that's true. But have you ever, have you ever been so overwhelmed by the toxin of loneliness that it makes you physically sick? I have. There's a sick feeling in your stomach, and it can make you physically sick. Just the toxin loneliness 
And so I'm on the lookout for that lonely monster. Man, if I see him coming at me, I start saying, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, you said, you said, you would heal all my diseases. You said, I start telling him, what about this one? Redeem my life from the pit. If you've got a toxin of shame because of something you did in your past and the enemy is trying to tell you that you have no testimony, no, 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 you said, you said you would redeem my life from the pit. I really probably should have said that we needed to like declare out loud because I believe that sometimes we need to hear ourselves say this. If you need to, get in your car, drive around, say it out loud, hold the steering wheel with one hand, wave with another hand, bop your head. People are just gonna think you're listening to music. I do it all the time. Seriously. But so I'm gonna tell you something. When the toxin of the enemy falls to the truth of my king, game on. Game on, let's go. Secret sauce. We gotta, we gotta declare his benefits. Fourth thing. We've got to gather with the people of God. Titus 2, it says, it's talking about Jesus. So Jesus, he gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. What does this mean? This is what this means. Jesus wanted to redeem us from wickedness and purify us. He wants to take the toxins out. Why? Because he wants a people for himself. He wants us to belong. Because what happens when we belong, then all of a sudden we're eager to do what is good. If we got toxins, let's be honest, we're not that eager. But if we go where we belong, we become eager. This is a kingdom principle. You know who knows it better than anybody? Them crazy crossfitting people. Those crossfitting people, don't you let them convince you that they love every morning to wake up every time at 4 a.m. and go do burpees. They're not eager. Sometimes they are, but not every day. But you know what, they're smart. They're smart. They know this kingdom principle. All I have to do is put my feet on the floor, put sneakers on my shoes and go. Because when I get around those with whom I belong, their eagerness becomes mine. Guess what? Same thing works for us, guys. It's on the Sundays that you don't feel like going to church. Just put your feet on the ground, put shoes on your feet, me too, and get ourselves here. Because when we get around those with whom we belong, He's telling us you're going to become eager to good. It's hard to do by yourself. Please do not fall victim to the toxic lie of lethargy. Lean into the kingdom truth of your Christian community. If we want a toxin-free heart, we got to gather with the people of God. Last one. If we want a toxin-free heart, we worship and give our whole heart to God. Isaiah 52 says, purify yourself in the process of worship, carrying the holy vessels of God. Okay, when we receive Jesus as Lord, his spirit comes to indwell within us. So we become earthly vessels carrying something very holy and very pure. And is it in the process of worship that we get purified? Okay, worship, it is not a way of singing. It is a way of living. And so when we learn to live a lifestyle of worship, then we receive from God, we release the toxins, and then we receive his love and we release his love. And we receive his joy and we release his joy. We receive relationship with him and it flows out into the relationships all around us. If we want to have a toxic for your heart, worship. It's a process, it's a lifestyle to learn. So this is it. Let's take a look at all five of them real fast. So five steps to a toxin-free heart. This, I want you to notice the one common denominator, put it in yellow, it's it's gotta have God. We cannot do this by ourselves. We have to have God. 
And so this is just regular maintenance. This is checking on that filter of our air conditioning unit as frequent as we need to. We need to do this as frequent as we need to, okay? And we know this. But sometimes we forget it. And sometimes we drift. And sometimes we can drift farther than we even realize that we have. And all of a sudden, regular maintenance isn't going to do it. We need something deep. We need a deep clean. And so, as the leadership of this church, we all got together and began to pray. And we think that this is a time for what we're going to call a soul detox. A soul detox. It is a deep, deep clean. So, Everything that I have said comes all the way down to right here and right here. This is where I'm driving this to. I want to invite you to something very special. I want to invite you to something that we are calling a soul detox experience. And let me explain it to you. It is going to begin this Thursday. And what we're going to do is we are going to open up the worship centers in Gainesville and Flower Mound. And we are going to create a safe environment for you to engage with God for a soul detox experience. Let me show you what you need to bring. You'll need to bring a Bible, a journal, doesn't have to be a 60-day journal, it can be any kind. Bring a pen, bring your phone, and bring some kind of earbud or headphone. Bring this with you. And when you come to the worship center, either in Gainesville or Flower Mound, you're going to walk in, and there's going to be a series of signs just like that one. And it's going to have a topic, and it's going to have a QR code. And you're going to take your phone, and you're going to put it on that QR code. And when you do, it's going to activate a little three- to five-minute video. And the videos are all different, and they're unique based on toxins or ways to help you clean your soul, ways to help you engage with God. It is going to be very personal. It is going to be very private. No one's going to bug you. No one's going to interrupt you. It's just a safe place for you and God to engage. So any of these things that I've said that you're kind of like, oh, this is where you can come and you can engage. And here's something else I want you to know. Not only are we going to do it live in Flower Mound and in Gainesville, but we are also going to make this available virtually. So it will be on demand. Anyone, anywhere will be able to have an opportunity to find a quiet and a safe space to get with God and allow him to detox your soul. You'll be able to go online to our website, valleycreek.org. It'll have the details both about the in-person gathering and how to do it online. Listen, (laughs) we were not designed to live carrying toxins in our heart. We were designed to live free. I even think you could say that maybe we were made to be like a kingdom air conditioner, releasing relief and refreshment wherever we go. So I hope you don't have to register for this thing, but please come. Please come. And let's let God cleanse and change the hearts within us so we can go out and help to cleanse and change the world around us. Will you close your eyes with me? So, Lord, I thank you. Thank you that you care about the condition of our heart. Thank you that you don't want us to carry the toxins of the world. And most importantly, thank you, Jesus, that you give us a way out of it. And so I just pray right now that we would all lean in, that we would plant your promises in our heart, and that we would live with an active desire to want to live toxin-free 
and let you change our hearts within so that we may carry your light and change the world on the outside. Thank you, Father. We love you, and all of this is done in the sweet name of Jesus. Amen.